Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. What is Matt Brewing Company? Is it one of the oldest breweries in America? Is it a regional powerhouse of beer production? Is it a conspiracy of, can we start again? I just burped. Keep going. What is Matt's Brewing Company? Is it one of the oldest operating breweries in America? Is it a regional powerhouse of beer production? Is a conspiracy by the Brewers Association to show that things are fine and the breweries are still thriving in a declining economic climate? It's probably one of those things. So, put on your thinking caps, as, as listeners, as we get to the bottom of this mystery. We'll dig deep and see what we can learn about this brewery that is, for all intents and purposes, a mystery to us. We don't have a Coke problem like Sherlock Holmes. No, instead, we have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Hey, guys. No screwing around today. Oh. Let's let's get right into the episode. It's a meaty topic. Yeah, it's a, it's a new year, and we're going to take things a little more serious from now on. Very serious. No more jokes. Should I even play the topic bumper then? Because that's very jokey. <laughs> Don't laugh about that. No, there's no laughing. Today, we are talking about Matt Brewing, one of the oldest breweries in the United States. They were founded in 1887 by Belgium immigrant Carl Xavier Matt who grew up dreaming of getting into brewing, but couldn't apprentice anywhere. So he left for America to try his hand there. He initially moved to upper New York, uh, well, upper being north of New York City, to Westchester County, where he founded a brewery, despite having no experience, and his early attempts failed. Carl's experimental brews did not connect with what few patrons he had. Uh, It turns out 19th century drinkers weren't much into drinking beer using sassafras instead of hops. Then again, uh, trying again, sorry, trying again, he left his family in Westchester and moved further upstate to Utica in Oneida County. It was in Utica that he founded West End Brewing Experience. But the letters of experience were stolen after opening night and were never seen again. It was there that he had the revolutionary idea to use hops in his beer instead of sassafras, and his sales picked up. The the brewery became the cornerstone of the city, and in a few years, it expanded to take over 50% of the town's area. The mayor and city council attempted to stop the rapid expansion to keep the city from turning into a company town. But an unexplained fire happened in City Hall during a meeting and killed all of them. 
firemen later claimed some chains and uh, locks accidentally fell on, the, on all the door handles and locked themselves. Uh, and that the fire was a result of an arsonist cow. This cow was made into steaks at the grand opening of the West End Brewery Company's second location on the same location as the old city hall. Well, I mean, I want some steak. I mean, who doesn't? It's, and also, why waste space? <laughs> All right, well, uh, during the 1910s, Carl pushed hard for prohibition in states outside of New York. When asked about it, he was quoted as saying, uh, less competition for me, and then lit a cigar with a handful of $100 bills. He funded prohibitionists like Carrie Nation, buying her hatchets and telling her what cities to go to, Ex- except for Cincinnati. Seemed like everything was turning up Matt until Prohibition came to New York as well. With the passage of the 19th Amendment and the Volstead Act, Carl Xavier Matt and his brewery were in big trouble in little New York. <laughs> I'm sorry, no laughing. With Prohibition stopping the production of beer, Carl Mack quickly closed the business and fled the country. The city of Utica fell into a depression as their only source of income had fled. The city devolved into riots and was cut off from the United States. The army... uh, Cordoned. Yes, I don't know where my brain was trying to go with that. Like, <laughs> I started to say it, and then my brain was like, no, don't, that's not right. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> the army cordoned off the city, and no one was allowed passage into or out of Utica. It suddenly became escape from New York. The city broke down into tribal gangs, and there are no <laughs> records of what went on during the 1920s in Utica. It wasn't until 1930 when Carl Matt's son, Francis, snuck his way past the army to see what had become of the brewery his father once owned. Francis was shocked at the state of the city and began a campaign to unite the gangs under one banner to end the chaos. He bribed the army guards around the city to work with him and in an ultimatum told the people of Utica they could fall in line or be destroyed. This is known in Utican history as the Long Night of Blood. And they say you can still see the streets run red when it rains to this day. Utica got dark. Indeed. Well, I mean, it is fairly north in the U.S., so. (laughs) Sorry, no jokes. Oh, no. Francis' timing was excellent as he brought the city under his heel as the tide was turning against the national prohibition on alcohol. Francis had his people, uh, Francis, Francis and his people began to rebuild the brewery to its old glory, originally intending on making root beer until he heard of the impending passage of the 21st Amendment. He quickly switched over to beer and made sure that the now renamed Matt Brewing Company was the first brewery to sell beer after the signage of the amendment. Utica, to this day, still technically not part of the USA, but is a fiefdom who has sworn loyalty to the U.S. and its government. Matt Brewing began making a beer called the Utica Club, which originally was the beer served in the underground parties the Matt family threw among their executives. However, as they began to experiment with other flavors and hops to add their add to their beer, they grew bored of it and began to market it to the masses as an elite beverage now available to the common man. In 1955, they even enlisted famous Utican 
Annette Funicello of the Mickey Mouse Club fame to be the brand ambassador of the Utica Club beer. Young, Most famous person from Utica that I that I, you know, I didn't. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. Young Annette was seen throwing back whole six packs of the Utica Club on the commercials they ran. And Annette was 13 at the time, but the illegal drinking age was five then. So it was a little less shocking than it would be today. Things were a lot more lax back in the day. 13-year-old <laughs> could hold down two jobs. It's true. It's a simpler time. Ohio's getting ready to be there next week. Mm. Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Shouldn't be laughing. We have content to get through. Toasted. Matt Brewing <laughs> coasted thing. along with the Funicello ad campaign until 2006 when complications of her multiple sclerosis made filming new commercials impossible. It was then that now region of Matt Brewing, Nicholas Matt, decided that they needed a new brand to get behind. They settled on Saranac beer. Briefly, they considered Adirondack after their successful Adirondack lager won GABF in 1991. But after a rampant accusation of bribing the judges led to the ouster of Carl Matt II from control of the company after a congressional hearing, it seemed best to choose a different name. Saranac would have been a number of beers under the umbrella and allowed... and allowed their aging brewer, Werner Von Beer, to truly experiment with new beers and styles. Soon, new styles like the IPA, with its traditional hazy sweet flavors and the crystal clear stouts, began to take hold, not just in America, but the world over. In 2015, Matt Brewing covertly began buying up shares of AB InBev until their board of directors noticed that uh, that is, AB InBev's board of directors noticed that 81% of all shares were owned by Matt Brewing. A very sim- a similar story was slowly discovered in sub- subsequent years by Miller Coors, Heineken, Constellation Brands, and IBM. Too big to fail, now the government of the United States allowed this monopoly to go unchecked, realizing that there was nothing they could do to stop them. As the undisputed lord of all beverages, they used their political influence to outlaw water for non-brewing or water gun purposes in 2021. It's a very important law. It's uh, water's for the toilet. <laughs> no, beer is also for the toilet. Remember, that's it's only water guns and brewing purposes. And yeah, uh, I think that about does it for the episode. I, I think we learned a lot here, guys. It uh, opened my eyes. And, 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 Weird laws. You can, yeah. you can always check us out next Saturday or the Saturday after next, actually. Um, every other Saturday now. Um, for our next live episode, remember to check out patreon.com, have a drink show, and then also check out our store on haveadrinkshow.com. Uh, once again, I'm Casey Price. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Brittany Lily Walker. And I'm Christopher Walker. See you guys. We'll see you next time. Hello.
Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. It's a long intro this time, guys. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know if anybody caught on, but April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought everything we did was very accurate and... Oh, uh, yes, right. Yeah, we're, we're completely cutting out. We're not going to talk about ourselves at all. No, never again. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's probably the most least accurate portion of that. <laughs> that the, seems accurate. That's yeah. the true April Fool's of it all. I, I'm i going to be editing <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I feel like. I was almost like, I, I'm like. I really wish I had like a record scratch sound or something. Like if, that, if that should have come on the soundboard, that would have been perfection. Just to like transition into the next one. But mm-hmm. yeah. editing. So uh, we're we're back. Don't fret yes, not. Um, we over the months we were gone, it seemed like every couple of weeks. I'm like, hey, we should record something to tell everyone that we're coming back eventually. And, and, and I definitely never, meant to. And then it just never happened. I kept meaning to like, it's like, oh, we should like put a thing out and like, you know, yeah. send out a message saying, hey, everybody, we're back. We're coming back on this date. And nope, forgot. <laughs> no, we all yep. killed it. Because, uh, hey, we took that uh, unannounced hiatus because life. Yeah, we announced happens. it. Uh, did we really? Yeah. We, um, we mentioned we'd be, we'd be out for, for a few, for a little while at the end of the year. Yeah. I think, uh, well, at least it was during the like, Last right couple before, shows of the year. Maybe right before New Year's? Yeah. Eve. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but, so, I mean, we all had a lot of life going on, and uh, two of us bought a condo. Would you get your hands off my beer? You've got one right <laughs> in front of you. I know, when I tried to drink before, I opened it. Open it. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> you don't know if you like a Bach or not, then this marriage, you know, isn't as strong as we once thought. And this is why, kids, you don't go to the stress of buying a condo together. Yeah, I was going to say, this is what happens when you buy condos. Especially no. with all the drama around ours. Yeah, uh, it was... Oh, God. We could literally do a whole episode on everything that happened around just the purchasing of the condo, of which we paid our uh, down payment or deposit, however you want to look at it, back last year. And it did not get signed into our name until, like, Two weeks ago. <laughs> so things went awry at every step. But no matter what, I was here. Like, I've basically been living out of an empty condo for like two months. <laughs> like, just weekends and nights. I was here painting and ripping walls out and finding nothing unusual behind those walls. No iron crosses painted, <laughs> or yeah, painted on the walls on the brick that I was hoping. Ripping that drywall out, I'd heard. I heard faint whispers. There was brick behind that drywall. I wanted that pristine, exposed brick. Oh, I wanted it. And then I ripped the drywall out, and there are giant iron crosses painted on it, and then the rest of the walls painted a cream color, and I'm just like, ah! I'm sorry. Yeah, and oh. uh, and work was in there the whole time, too. But we're mostly moved in now. With the, um, They're just... Really, like a handful of boxes left of just like random things that were like, I don't even know what to do with this. I right guess now. if you're seeing seeing the video, uh, there's kind of a new format also. Uh, I guess we, we're slipping in, trying some things. Uh, we're not doing a live streaming, but we're posting it 
to like everything after the fact. Uh, because our internet kind of sucks here. <laughs> <laughs> so streaming is a little difficult at the moment. We're trying to fix that. So yeah, the internet so, sucks, and the bar is already low because it's spectrum. But if you <laughs> if you're used to watching the video, then you'll notice a different uh, landscape behind me. So uh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we're we're still, I guess, live to tape at this point. Yeah, but live to tape. <laughs> it's how they do the prices right. Exactly. <laughs> and you wouldn't call Bob Barker a liar, would you? No, but I'd call Drew Carey a liar. I wouldn't challenge Bob Barker to a fight. I'll say that. No, but uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm very upset at Drew Carey after the whole them just being mad that the one dude cracked the code. Well, that wasn't necessarily like he was upset at that time because he thought he was getting fired. Not, not for any other thing. The there's a whole group of people behind him that is more the problem than, yeah. than Drew Carey. Uh, I guess but, I'm just kind of upset at him at wearing fake glasses for so long. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, enough about me. What what else has been cooking for everyone else over the last four months? We were really off for like a whole quarter. We were. I mean, that was kind of the plan because we figured we were going to be out for a whole quarter with you guys moving. Yeah. Oh, I guess the other thing real quick, I didn't bring it up in our, Hey, we talked before the show starts. Who knew? Uh, I was biting my tongue. Uh, it was funny. I went to the doctor yesterday and was told, Hey, because I went through the whole thing. Basically what I just said with you all with him. And he's like, we've lost weight. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, so I'm like, well, I've just been eating out like three times a day. Like I have been living the <laughs> super size me. A lot of Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Wendy's, a lot of pizza, and uh, well, and a lot of uh, raisin canes. Oh that's yeah, cane cane sauce. Mm. But, <laughs> that's 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 my tomorrow dinner. <laughs> anyway, that's what he was just like. So you're still drinking socially, and I was like, yeah, not been really social. For like four months, and then he just kind of like raises his eyebrows and just like looks over his glasses at me. He doesn't have glasses, <laughs> but he gives me that look. Wait, doesn't he? Now I can't remember. <laughs> but it, for the purpose just, of the joke, all doctors yeah. have glasses when they raise their eyebrow. They they put them on just so they yeah. can do it. But he gives me that look. <laughs> it is just like you know, and it's I'm like well. The- <laughs> Like, hey, your drinking could be why you gain weight. <laughs> yeah. Because he's oh. like, your blood pressure is fantastic. Like, everything's awesome. And I'm like, well, the show starts back tomorrow. So, getting social again. Cheers, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Doc. I mean, to be fair, our doctor, like, didn't we talk to him about, like... Um, oh, yeah, we've talked to him about the show. Oh, the um, Oh, my God. The barrel-aged uh, festival thingy. Yeah, we talked about Fobab. Because he's been to Fobab. Because I think he's from the Chicagoland area. So gotcha. he's well-versed in Fobab. All right. Well, that's all me. <laughs> uh, Brittany, what you got? We'll finish up the Walker household. <laughs> just First, like, hold on. Like the same. Oh, sorry. On on Fobab. Fobab. Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers, right? Uh-oh. Sounds right. So what about... FOMAB. F O M A B. 
I had to spell it in my head there real quick. F O M. Yeah, it's why people go to to line shares. F O M A B. Fear of missing a beer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why everyone goes to G A B F. God, has it been a? We weren't during the show during Baba Day, were we? No, we were not. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what I'll be talking about for a minute. I should have. Gra- oh, go ahead, roll with it. Tell us. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, no, no, we're gonna do Brittany, but now I'm realizing I may go grab a beer to do what I'm drinking with that I did not initially grab. I mean, I haven't done anything important. It's it's the same <laughs> crap. Like we we moved, and I am still at my job and learning more Japanese. I learned a very important uh, phrase that I feel like I could use for the show. Which oh, is, I was going to say where because the important things I think of in any language you're learning are where's the bathroom? Uh, where's the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Uh, feed, two beers, please. Feed me, I'm hungry. Uh, and. Uh, uh, where is the shoe store? Because those are the things I can say in Spanish. Mm. <laughs> well, mine is uh, right now. Uh, let's drink beer. <laughs> but she forgot, nice. to, she forgot to ask for a Japanese translation of the Finnish word for underwear drunk. Oh yeah, the oh, now I can't even remember the, the Finnish word. Like the it's ca- car something. It's been a while. Like my tolerance might be a little down. I might need to get underwear drunk. <laughs> I think that's where I'm headed because I've got a good like I've got a good sweat going. I mean, we were we were brunching it with chemtrail mix and a bunch of bourbon. That stuff was good. Scotch today, it's like te- no food. Brunch was sec- alcohol. This is technically the second episode of this episode. That's <laughs> true. Not that that Look, makes us sound more drunk. There, there was going to be a minute there where, where if we did it of what we were drinking, everything was going to be owned by by Matt Brewing. <laughs> uh, but oh. I, I also appreciate just the, the the hard ripcord pull. Like, no, we're done. Move. I'm like, thank you. Uh, so, um, yeah, not a whole lot going on. I've not moved. I've not done anything. Uh, when the show is not working, I just go into a deep slumber, and I live only for D and D and Kane's chicken. Uh, You've actually been bitten by a weir bear, and you have to hibernate. It's it's the secret. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we we're announcing the secret of why we actually went on a hiatus. Yeah, I had I had I had to hibernate for the winter. It's true. We had we we came back like we we're recording this like you know a couple days after the start of spring. Mm. Yeah, uh, facts. It's like when the weather gets to seventy to eighty, you're, you you come out of hibernation or something. Mm. Just come like wandering out of my wandering out of my apartment. Shitting out, shitting out my the plug I, I put in there while I slept. It, it, his apartment door just literally became a cave. Like he, it's what he does with all the empty beer cans and bottles. He packs <laughs> them in around it. God, that is a good, good uh, Reddit channel. That gear <laughs> nests. <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, uh, not a whole lot's been going on. Uh, uh. I did. There, there was Baba Day. Didn't get to tell you the glories of Baba Day, uh, but I was the only one of the crew down there that this time, which was, uh, which was funny. You can find foot. You can find pictures they took from Baba Day, twenty twenty three, and you can see me in there, awkwardly, roaming the place, trying to not be in a picture. <laughs> uh, I imagine it's you. Like you can see you in the background, acknowledging the camera and trying to step out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's all yep. of them. 
there's at least one where they took the back of my head and I looked at it I was like, oh, yep, there I was. Uh, but I mean, that was uh, this year's Bobas were like real good. Uh, Isn't that every I get, year? I mean, they are every year. They are very good. What year has I, been a miss? None. That is that is <laughs> yeah. It is. I I I don't envy the. I, I would not envy the brewer on those days. Just knowing, like all you know is what could go wrong. Everything has to to land perfectly every time. We're all waiting now and a year and it does but man uh i I dropped off a couple of my the bottles i bought for you guys i think chris you got the french toast and casey i don't remember what i left you i don't recall if you name them i could tell you but i'm pretty sure i've already drank it (laughs) yeah uh yeah um Casey just looked down based. and went well over the lips and through the gums (laughs) it wasn't the base it wasn't the uh peanut butter banana no i don't remember i want to think so the reason i say this is i don't they didn't do a blueberry did they because i want to think it's blueberry but that may have been a previous year that That's i previous drank. i think it's a previous yeah uh anyway um i i got to play liquor fairies was, this time as i was traveling it was something that was like uh chocolate maybe or something along those lines or had yeah. chocolate in it yeah i can't i can't think of what it is right now um I don't think it was. I don't think they did s'mores this year, did they? I that do a, not remember. I mean, yeah, I wasn't it, there, so no, it's fine. I'm not uh, anywhere. Like my, what? What? What was nice? I will say with that day though was that they broke out some of the old Baba, or like they even made like made small like little six stools for for the day. Mm. They had the baklava. Oh, yeah. If there was a thing for you, if there was a time for you to have missed that day, Chris, it was not that Man, year. I missed every, so I missed, I missed that this year. I had to cancel my reservations for Dark Lord Day. I'm just, man. It's a rough, it's a rough, rough year. A rough year for beer stuff, but it's like, you know, it was the be responsible. Like I looked down and had to do the shucks thing. And I'm like, no. yeah, it can't always be about me having fun with my beer. I've, I've done it. For the last few years to keep my sanity. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to Disney and putting a lot into that. So, yeah. The condo and the kid. and Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's more or less all I've had going on. Casey, what's going on in, in the land of the Broken Thrones? The land of the Broken Thrones, as far as the eye can see. There are toilets broken. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, well... I don't know. Like, uh, as of the airing of this episode, like I'll be switching um, things in the company, and so in, mm-hmm. in like April first is my my last day in the current role that I'm in, and moving over into another role. Um, actually, the the exact role that I interviewed for in the first place, and then got put mm-hmm. in this one. Um, but that division deals with a product that I've I've worked with for a long time. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it just took me enough time to realize that that I was over here. Um, (laughs) So uh, moving, moving into that past few months, it's been a little bit of like travel. I mean, for, for it to be, you know, just a few months, we've been to Detroit and to Boston and to um, on a cruise. And so it's been kind of all over the place. And in that time, I've had the opportunity to, to find a bunch of different like rums that I would normally be able to find in the state. So 
um, which may have, stuff. may have inspired some episodes later this year. Exactly. Got, got some exploration in there. Um, so let me see. Grand Cayman. I got a couple rums from there that you just can't like purchase in the, in, as far as I could tell in the States, you couldn't buy them. Um, and then um, went up to Michigan. So they get distribution that's differently from ours. And I don't know if you've seen plantation rum, it's not hmm. one that I've been able to find in in this state, at least. Um, yeah, I know the name of it. I haven't. I don't think I've seen it. So they're like the big. When you look at inexpensive, I mean, rums are generally inexpensive, but if you look at really good rums that aren't super expensive, like a liter of their white rum is twenty dollars, but it's also super high quality. Um, whenever I was flying out of Detroit, I actually noticed. They had it as their Sky Club rum of choice, their ah. three star. So I was like, "Oh, I just bought a bunch of this. That's great." Um, and I haven't seen it in any other Sky Club, like what in Boston it wasn't in Atlanta, and uh, so like it's something that I feel like they don't get wide distribution. That's why Detroit's got it. Maybe the West Coast too. Um, so I've been experimenting with those, some different ones. Um, can't wait to talk about Plantation Pineapple Rum because it's made totally different than you would expect to to have rum made so if we talk about them um at some point during right. the rum episodes yep yeah nice well, all right uh i think that it's kind of caught up it's uh, kind of caught up and um we, so any announcements really for the show i think uh i'm like thinking back it's like i think we announced it during new year's eve but I, we could announce it again that our series because every year we're like hey we're going to take something that we glazed briefly in the past and we're gonna we're gonna dive in a little harder a little deeper we're gonna figure out the things that we just kind of went in one ear and out the other and so yeah it's gonna be sake this year we're gonna actually get a professional brewer to uh assist if only if only one of us knew one if only one of us knew one, and if only the show had maybe recorded with them before. If only I was at that brewery almost every week. <laughs> if only you were their barfly. <laughs> if only their bartender would look at me and say, you've worked here longer than me. <laughs> Man, is that one dude still there? Probably. That, like, I think a, I know who you're talking about. But. Awesome regular dude who ended up being from uh, our region. Yes. Yeah. No, I see him. Uh, I see him every so often. Uh, <laughs> good dude. I like him. Have I met him? I don't know if you have. Uh, maybe just- actually. Uh, <laughs> we, we could talk. We could talk later. I don't want to say names. Yeah. Uh, don't want to dox people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's coming. Get ready. We're going to get into some sake. We're going to figure out all the stuff. I mean, that we have never had a clue about. <laughs> so this is the revisit of the revisit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like three to four episodes deep. That's deep. How deep is your love? Uh, all right. Uh, we actually have a topic. Mm. Not that drunk. That's a lie because we were getting <laughs> refills before we started film before we started filming the fake episode. <laughs> I was gonna already. say it's like I've been drinking like through we've already drank through one episode. Good God. <laughs> I'm I'm on a cocktail and poured super heavy on the liquor. 
So what you would normally get in like, uh, here's a splash in the glass is more like, this is a tall boy. I have tried to teach you. So we're getting... Don't go, don't pour the heavy hand. It will throw your balance out. So we're getting... Here's here's the problem. The the hands are just so heavy. The bottle is empty almost. And it's one of those that I've been trying to like, okay, it's got three shots left in it. Let's let's just go ahead and get rid of those because I need to throw this bottle out. It's been here forever. And somehow Sorry. there's more constantly. You're like, what is happening? You're having your Hanukkah moment with. <laughs> what? It, it's it's you're taking you're taking uh, an alcohol that should last but one night and stretching it oh. over eight. The other option, which was still going to be, uh, you're like, uh, this bottle gets finished tonight, and somehow you're like, I'm eight glasses deep. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Uh, the other, the other still biblical joke was going to be, yes, you have multiplied. You had bread and <laughs> and and drinks, the fishes, <laughs> and you have split them among five thousand. You have dr- you have served the multitudes. Oh, it's it's too good. All right, um, yeah. So we are actually talking about map brewing today that's we are so we had this moment when casey brought it up do we want to explain there, how this all there came are, about i, I want to say I, I want to i want to point out there are two lies uh, two things that were actually true in that last episode <laughs> everything else was a flat lie and that's, pretty that's, much told bob i read two sentences of it and had to walk away because i was like nope i want to be completely surprised by the rest of this there's a certain point when I was when I'm looking over there as we're reading, I was like, I think I wrote this more just to see how much I can make Chris laugh. Uh, but there were two things that were true. One, Annette Fitticello of the Mickey Mouse Club is from Utica, New, uh, New Utica, New York, and she did have multiple sclerosis. Uh, that somehow that was too awkward to not be true. I after I had like, after I had like deemed her the the person I picked, I was like, oh oh, she felt embarrassed because people thought she was a drunk because she had multiple sclerosis. I feel bad about this. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was like, mm, this might be a poor taste moment for us, but we're going to roll with it. Look, I'd put it down. There was no way to backspace that off there. Yeah. Um, uh, French the other toast. <laughs> there's another, uh, what's the other, uh, there's like one other little true thing in there, and I don't remember what it is now. Uh, anyway, uh, but so Matt Brewing, Casey brought it up one day. Uh, it was when we sat down to plan out all the episodes for this year. And he was like, have you guys ever heard of Matt Brewing? And it was just like, no. And he's like, well, they're like the, what? They're in the they're top like, 20. Yeah. 15, 16, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Top like volume producers in the country and have been for like a decade or longer. And we're like, you're lying. And then he starts sending us the evidence. And it was like, I've never heard of them. I was like, what is this? I what went is- interrogating brewers I knew and saying, have you ever heard of Matt Brewing? They're like, no, that's not a real place. They are on par with New Glarus Brewing in terms of production. Yeah, it's like, what What the hell? We're like, are we being gaslit? Like, what is this? And then I was trying to find a logo. Like, Brittany was looking for a logo to put with this episode. And then suddenly couldn't find the, the pictures we had found a week prior. Like, is this shit getting erased, like, behind us? Like, what... Who is messing with us this hard? And that's when we're like, we, no. <laughs> we've covered the top 50 lists. We we do them fairly annually, yeah. to be perfectly honest. We didn't this year because whenever they, you know, at the beginning of the year. Well, I don't know. They may may not come out at the end of the year yet. Um, but we, we typically, like, know who who the top brewers are. 
And this has never tickled our fancies. We've never been like, oh, who's Matt Brewing? Even though the other 48 on the list, 49 on the list are are breweries that we know. Like, well. I'm I'm willing to bet that there is somewhere in one of these where he said, Matt Brewing, don't know who that is, and just kept moving. So I'm willing to bet that if it's there, somebody's put it in, like, post, post, uh, they've erased the old file. (laughs) <laughs> did some AI it's, stuff on, on a file and then put it back in and, and it's just fake. I'm with Casey. It's revisionist history. Like someone has gone behind us and created this. There's, it, I was about everyone to, I talked to, no one is like, oh yeah, Matt Brewing? Completely. It, or see, the actual, like the name that you can find now that we'll get to in the episode. No one is like, oh yeah, I know them. And it's like people who are in the industry, people who have been beer buyers, and they're like, no one has heard of this. I until Casey said he was convinced an AI was going backwards to 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 change that data. I was going to say, like, I'm let's put stake bets because I was talking explicitly about our show and us recording it and saying I don't know who Matt Brewing is. <laughs> uh, but no stake bet now. That that one's that that's I I don't want to be just guaranteed to be getting stake. <laughs> so this is like this is literally just like seriously the uh, the art we put out there for this is the the aliens dude from history channel that's uh, it's like i was Matt. quite proud of my <laughs> good job the first is is he in he the, was in, the he Boston was in lexington Walker? like this past weekend or something yeah because it was comma the comic-con yeah. yeah 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 he's one of the guests for the lexington comic-con thing that's amazing but it's like her first couple tries and even when she tried to correct it, she literally just made the Boston Logger logo instead of what the Sam Adams guy was with him. And I was like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Don't change it. It's like you couldn't do like it's just it couldn't be more perfect. All right. Well, let's let's see if we can learn something yes, here. Because hence hence all that, this is why we, we decided this would be a great April Fools. Cause like a week before we we recorded it, like Bob came up with it basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wrote it, you know, over the last day or two, but, um, we really wanted to kind of like dive into who they were, but it just made so much sense. So now let's dive into actually who they are. The actually, real history, which was simultaneously fascinating and infuriating to research. <laughs> I can imagine. We will it's, talk about, we will talk about points of contention I have later down in this episode. We, but. we all sat in a call a couple weeks ago and for like 45 minutes furiously Googling, trying to find out anything we could, and we couldn't find Jack. And we're like, what is up with this? And that's when we're like, no, we got to find it. It's an episode. All right. So originally found it in, in 1888, because even the years were wrong in my in that in, oh, <laughs> in that joke. Also, yeah, which is the- great. So that reminded me. You talk. I know it. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say I know. Hopefully, this is not the real truth of there being a fire. But there always usually is a fire. Um, I'm gonna. I made a note to myself to grab that sound clip from Dickinson when he's like, "It's the 1850s. Things burn down all the time." <laughs> I just want to have that ready for our show now, Brittany. While I'm reading, you should go find that clip gonna need it yeah. you you're yeah. you're gonna need it today you'll you'll hear when but i would suggest searching right now <laughs> uh we're not going to be the 1800s forever uh no it's not necessarily the 1800s but we'll get there uh originally founded in 1888 by german born immigrant francis xavier matt 
Uh, I will also point out, I, I maintained that the only people that, the only reason to be anywhere north of New York in New York State was that you were in Westchester County and you've been accepted into the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Uh, and the fact that this man's name is Francis Xavier, Matt, just really drilled that joke home for me. It's like, God. The brewery was just a cover. <laughs> I couldn't figure out a way to name it uh, uh, Xavier's Institute for Drunken Children. <laughs> Actually, that's it. That's how I would have done uh, it. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> you just did. God, oh, I quit. No, we have revisionist history or our own history on this one. <laughs> oh. Sorry the the humor of realizing that I just found the perfect thing hours too late. Anyway, uh, originally found in 1988, German-born immigrant Francis Xavier Matt. Uh, uh, Matt Brewing Company earned its reputation as one of the country's most respected brewer, uh, brewers of specialty beer. Today, the brewery is run by the, the third and fourth generations, both Nick and Fred of the company, uh, of the Matt family. Staying true to their German heritage and still crafting beer to the exacting standards set forth by their family over a century ago. Francis Xavier Matt, or FX as he's known, spent many years working at the famous Duke of Baden Brewery in the Black Forest region of Germany before coming to the United States in 1885. You know, they have the movies. <laughs> no, no, okay, I'm just left out there on that. Okay, you know what? You all could just. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. He dreamed of owning his own brewery, and after several years, finally organized the West End Brewery, uh, West End Brewing Company, in 1888. That's the other thing. Western Brewing Company was the only other fact. That's the name of the thing. The brewery was uh, renamed the Matt Brewing Company and became one of the most successful breweries in Utica, New York. Uh, that's a very narrow focus, right? Yeah. Well, the, I'm one of the most successful breweries on Main Street in Pikeville. <laughs> I'm one of the most successful people in my apartment. One of t I'm, I'm in the top two. <laughs> That's you laugh, but <laughs> that gets used way too often in the corporate world. <laughs> like you, you, they'll they'll put out like we're the top. Oh yeah, know, very specific. 10, and there were eleven people that that mm -hmm. were in it. Yeah. yeah, I am in the top two of people shitting their <laughs> pants in this household. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all have seen Apple announcements. Like that's. <laughs> stuff all the time. Out of all the people in this household, I am number two for taking a number two in their pants. <laughs> Only one person does it more than me. <sighs> I may be, well. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, do we count? Because I'm, I'm going through the math in my head here. I'm like, if do we count, like, the diaper years? Are we saying that, like, diapers didn't the count? That, that that didn't count. It's when when they hit cloth, that's when yeah. the, the, the ticker starts. When cots <laughs> on the back, that's yeah. when we count. <sighs> All right, uh, yeah. There's four in my household, and I may be in the top two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm well. I'm a little drunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, since Francis Xavier Matt had uh, gotten so much experience from the Duke of Baden, uh, FX Matt II 
remarked that under the Duke's tutelage, uh, he had uh, his uh, FX Matt the first gained brewing expertise experience quote as an art, not a science, as a way of life, not a way of making a living. End quote. Uh, combining his talents with uh, Charles Bierbauer, that's that's a good good German drinking name right there. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, who was additionally skillful in old world brewing techniques? Matt nurtured a reputation as Utica's uh, Utica's West Side that resulted in his role as brewmaster, superintendent, and treasurer of the newly organized West West End Brewing Company in 1888. FX Matt the first led the brewery until 1951. Okay, long and uh, long and that, prosperous history there. That man had to have lived. Filled with hate because only very hateful people live yeah. <laughs> that kind of length of time. You're like, oh, are they not? No, no. Neither God nor the devil want them. That's why they're still here. Uh, oh. I Sorry, I've worked in customer service too long, and that was how I would think of certain customers. Uh Though FX Matt I stayed on in the brewery as chairman until his death in 1958, his son, Walter Matt, began his tenure as the president of West End Brewing in 1951, serving the role until 1980. Uh, Walter Matt modernized brewing operations. He also assisted efforts to attract new business to the Utica area as the region in, uh, entered its post-industrial period. So I got to say, he seemed like definitely, if you've done it that long, he became one of those people where like the job was keeping him alive. Yeah. Why, with all the names and everything, does this seem more fake than the previous episode? <laughs> right? <laughs> the true history feels more fake. <laughs> Other than the one that, ended up, that was basically like a one step away from being Karl Marx. <laughs> no, I feel like that that's a possibility at that time. So, mm-hmm. just a quick aside, because we're going to have some, because... Everything about us being serious, that was a complete lie. Like, oh, we're gonna God, be, yes. We're going to do all of our sides and everything nine miles long. But Was, uh, was that not obvious by the, uh, yeah, the, the amount of time we spent so far? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the whole being like, oh, yeah, the people who the job keeps them alive. I uh, We had a driver for us. I worked for a solid waste company. So he was a garbage man. And I was so thrilled. With, like, the dude had worked for the company for what was it? It was like forty six years, like it was nuts. <laughs> and he, like, he retired. Like he retired almost a millionaire. Actually, no, it was he's he is a millionaire. Like with all of his money, because he was he was double dipped because he's been with the company so long. He was in the pension fund before they cut it off, and uh, got rolled in, enrolled in the four hundred one k. So he got to double dip <laughs> of both of them. And double then, dip numbers, and the man spent two lifetimes in each <laughs> retirement <laughs> system. And then, like, but he was so, and the dude just like chain smoked constantly. He was so nice. And I was like, man, I was like, he's one of these, and he's old. And I was like, he's going to be one of these guys that, like, one, you know, he's going to retire and he'll get to enjoy like a month of retirement and then die. I and was then, waiting for you to say he, and, and he is already dead. That's what it, I was afraid it was going to happen. And then, like, over a year later, he just like stumbles into our new office because we moved to a new building. He just comes in wearing board shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned <laughs> with his chest out. And he's just like, hey, guys, like just enjoying life. And I'm like, dude, go you. I was like, that is awesome. I love it. 
It was like, I was just so happy to see someone just like he was like, dude, no one enjoy like you need to enjoy it. You've earned it. Casey, can I start showing up at places in board shorts and a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned down? As a like, I mean, seventy year old man that works that hard that long. Yeah. I don't I don't have any problem with this. But the question is, like, that's a guy who just doesn't give an F anymore. And so like do you have to do you have to care about the Fs someone gives? Yeah. If you don't have to care, then yes. I mean babies <laughs> could do that. Nobody would care. It's okay. That's fair. He's essentially what's his name from Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, Master Roshi. Yeah. I mean, we all watched Office. Uh, what is it? Office? Office, Office Space. Space. Office Space. There we go. Um, at a certain point, like, it could be endearing. <laughs> all right. Well, back to back to the episode. Center. Meanwhile, uh, back at the episode. Meanwhile, back in Sirius Town. Matt Brewing Company, like many New York breweries during Prohibition, was forced to adapt or die. During Prohibition, the brewery began making soft drinks, including the popular Utica Club Ginger Ale and non-alcoholic malt tonics. That sounds awful. Okay, hold on. Just a second about the malt malt tonic. We're going to get there. But this is a thing I'd always heard in stories. I had to double-check our research for my old stuff. I found them. Finally found them. Let's continue. However... They never forgot their history as a brewery and found a sneaky way to keep their customers drinking. On the malt tonic label, the brewery advertised, Caution, do not ferment, do not add yeast, or you will create beer. There it is. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, There was somewhere in the research I had heard about a brewery that did this uh, when we did the Prohibition episode, you know, a lifetime ago, and I didn't know the name of it. It's not in our episode. It was um, Matt. <laughs> no, I refuse. It, no, this was also I. I knew of it on bricks of uh, bricks uh, of grapes. Grapes, yeah. yeah. Wine also did that. Yeah. Fortunately, Matt didn't have to spend too long relying on his customers to make beer for him. A strong supporter of the repeal prohibition, not actually, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Actively campaigning for it. I do like that. Like in every state but New York. Yeah. <laughs> Matt was actually in Washington, D.C. the day it was repealed and got one of the first brewing licenses after repeal. We sold the first legal beer in the country after Prohibition, said Matt Brewing Company spokeswoman Megan Frazier, and they've been brewing ever since. See? Don't you feel like this is a brewery you should know about? <laughs> yeah, right? Like this it should, should have popped up. <laughs> after Prohibition, it was just yellow beers. People just wanted to drink, and then people got sophisticated. So Matt began producing Saranac, a distinctive but drinkable brew. That is decades later, but spoilers. <laughs> Company was also the first in the United States to obtain a license to sell beer after the end of Prohibition. After, or after. Another very important factor for marketing was the Utica Club Natural Carbonation Band. Is it? Yeah. Carbonation Band Beer Drinking Song. Okay. On March 21st, 1968, members of the Utica Club sales previewed a new campaign called Swings, created by Wells Rich Green Inc. Campaign started with the introductory television spots featuring a mythical nightclub, the Utica Club. 
which embodied the is anything like the Viper Room? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> which embodied the most desirable features of the best nightclubs in the world? The campaign introduced Utica Club Natural Carbonation Band Beer Drinking Song. The selection was created for the Matt Brewing Company by one of the commercial music's. What, my brain just did a thing. Okay, uh, commercial music's best credentialed composers, the great Sasha Berland, Forgotten Buffalo, 2014. Wait. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about that. This song aimed to persuade the customers uh, that Utica Club was a hip nightclub and people would drink Utica Club beer while listening to this song. Okay. I th- I'm trying to remember, and I might, I might not have made it to the episode but uh, let me I'll have to double check real quick. But I think there's like Jonathan Winters uh, <laughs> is in this ad campaign. Really? Uh, well, in order to maintain its market presence amidst the larger ongoing beer pricing war, FX Matt II developed a two pronged strategy. First, Matt II initiated a new Saranac line of beers with the advice of notable brewmaster Joseph. Owades, originator sure. of the light beer formula. Okay, this is more that like feels like we should know this, right? That's what I was about to say. Like, yeah, feels like we should have heard about this before now. Uh, second, teaming with family members, including his brother Nick, Matt second purchased the brewery from a family trust. Subsequently, reconfiguring the brewery's corporate strategy with the ultimate goal of augmenting the Saranac brand. The Saranac brand eventually gained the brewery new esteem in the microbrew category of brewers and a company that had seen sales of its beers plummet during the 1980s witnessed a doubling of sales during the early to mid-1990s. Jonathan uh, Jonathan Winters was uh, uh, connected with the Utica, Utica Club beer stuff, which was like their main beer at the time. Uh, but not for that song. He was part of a uh, ad campaign uh, for Stein cartoon characters they had, where Jonathan Winters provided the uh, volts of Schultz and uh, Schultz, Dooley, and other beard Steins that appeared in the commercial. Okay. Sorry. Uh, again, <clears throat> feel like some of this should have popped up before now. Yeah. No, it's because conspiracy. Uh, Faker than fake, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like the fake episode definitely sounds more. The more, in fact, the more we hear about the history, the more I feel like, oh, this was made up. Yeah. <laughs> like the more, the more realistic. The more you think that Utica became a uh, a, a purge-like hellscape <laughs> during the 1920s. I don't know. I don't know. It was the 20s. <laughs> That's why you have prohibition. They were like, alcohol did this. No, we mm. got to get rid of it. Uh, uh, okay, so before I start. Uh, I found that clip. It's the 1850s. Things burn down all the time. So, FX Matt II served as brewery chairman until his death in 2001. 2001. Again, these guys stay alive and in business forever. And it's like, that's a that, that's much longer away than I thought we were getting into. It's because lucky strikes are toasted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, 
Currently, the brewery is overseen by Nick Matt. Also, Matt shouldn't be a last name. The, the whole thing, this is wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> chairman and CEO with his nephew, Fred Matt, serving as president. The brewery continues to host, as it has for the past 11 years, Saranac Thursday Night, a weekly social event during the summer featuring beer, food, and live music, drawing thousands of people to Utica's Varick Street. Can't lie to me. There's not thousands of people in Utica. <laughs> I know nothing about this place. It just sounds there, like, at this point, it sounds made up. Um, there aren't thousands in Pikeville either, but you've seen Hibbley Dice. <laughs> <laughs> they come from all over. Utica is the county seat, apparently, of Medina County. Hmm. The, the things I learned during during research. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a result, the surrounding uh, confines of the brewery has been marked as the city's brewery district, which has witnessed a renaissance of local night spots and the addition of restaurants and live music venues. Um, oh, okay. So the brewery is served by the New York. Oh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I don't think that's what that word is. Susquehanna. Oh, that that sounds correct. Susquehanna. So uh, I, I had to look it up because I watched a video on it recently. Ah. Basically, Utica in my mind is Gary, Indiana. Simon <laughs> did a whole video on it's like the worst <laughs> city in the U.S. Gary, <laughs> Indiana. Well. Hmm. No one's surprised. It's because for the... Isn't that where uh, uh, um, Jerry, Gary, Terry from Parks and Rec goes on his vacations? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but they have a higher death rate than uh, Chicago, or they did for like the last three decades. <laughs> All right. With like the tiniest population. <laughs> and the, apparently the, even the locals are like, oh yeah, the, the murder rate's on the decline because there's no one left to kill. So it's, Jesus. is it just the village from Hot Fuzz? <laughs> no, Basically? it's not nice. It's an old, it was a, a company steel town uh, okay. that is like more than dried up. Like it's still just the steel town, but there's like no one employed by the company anymore. Okay. So day job, I talk with, with clients from all across us and so we'll get on and do a call that's you know first time you meet them and you talk through what they want and i've got a client right now who um, wanted to get some data from a dma a digital or a um, uh, basically an area in in marketing where a tv station will be broadcasting to um the area that they wanted had a situation very much like uh, Susquehanna, where it, this was in New York. Um, it was Schenectady, or oh, yes. at yeah, least yeah. however you say that. No, that's and that's so, right. That's actually yeah. okay. So the first time I jump on this call with them, they're like, "Oh, here's our list of of uh, places we want to do," and I'm like, "Oh, cool. Let me just read them off to make sure I've got everything here." And I get to Schenectady, and I'm like, "Oh, you just put that one in there to mess with me." Very much. Uh, like these shows have uh, odd words. That's how I felt at that moment. No, that's not a real. Next thing you're going to tell me, there's a place called Matt Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to, I have to ask them. Next time I'm on a call with them, be like, listen, you ever heard of Matt Brewing? Everyone, the <laughs> everyone from here on out, you're just going to be like, uh, weird question, side note. Have you heard of Matt Brewing? Is this a... The John Galt bumper sticker now. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, you don't need to. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> the right. less Anne Rand in your life, the better. Okay. 
Uh, where was I even? Okay. Uh, so the brewery served by New York. Oh my God, you just said it. Saskatchewan. Son of a bitch. I'm too drunk to try to say that. Western Railway from their line next to the brewery, which runs down the middle of that street. Susquehanna. Okay. On May 29th, I'm not even going to try. On May 29th, 2008, a fire broke out. God. A fire broke out. (laughs) I know. Although it is, it is like not even kind of the right year, but it's no, no, not a bit. But it's like, oh, like fire, fires happen all the time. Like they do happen. So, um, yeah, fire broke out because, of course, it does. Uh, In the packaging section of the FX Map Brewery, fire was caused by a spark from the welding going on inside the building. Yeah, the fire destroyed the how they brew the beer. They weld it into (laughs) the kegs. Obviously, the fire destroyed the second and third of the packing building. During the fire, Utica City Public Safety Commissioner Daniel Labella warned reporters about two blocks from the scene, quote, don't breathe the fire, presumably <laughs> presumably meaning smoke. No, also don't breathe fire. It's not a good thing to do. Generally, yeah. Um, really? <laughs> the fire caused... Breathe over- in fire, Casey. Oh, you God, can breathe yes. it out. <laughs> the fire caused more than $10 million in damage. Brewing and kegging of Utica Club resumed the following week. Canning operations temporarily moved to the High Falls Brewing Company, uh, makers of uh, the Genesee. Is that how you say it? Guinness? I don't know. Genesee. Um, sure. In Rochester oh. until the damaged equipment could be replaced. It just reminds me of the time uh, one of our unnamed friends who was a volunteer firefighter responded to a gas leak. And one of the other responding volunteer firefighters went to light up a cigarette outside and he had to <laughs> smack it out of the guy's hand and go, no. <laughs> That's just, it, that reminds me, like a, it sounds like a King of the Hill thing. I think it, it does. was a King of the Hill episode, actually. Um, okay, yeah. So after the fire, brewery officials focused on procuring state grants to mount a rebuilding effort that restored their brewing operations. Brewery chairman Nick Matt told the Utica Observer Dispatch in May 2009. Nick Matt. It's the worst. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the man has two first names. You know what it is? It's it's the, it, and this is on my mind, of course, because our life, but it's the Luigi Mario. Mario no. Mario. Like, that's where Mario, I'm Mario Mario, Luigi Mario. So how many um, Marios are there between the two of you? There's three. <laughs> He's Mario Mario. I'm Luigi Mario. Yeah. So this is literally the joke from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, We have had an opportunity to upgrade equipment. We are going to end up with a canning facility that is more flexible, faster, and more efficient. It will be a facility that is better than before. We lost 15,000 square feet of warehousing space, and now we are rebuilding 23,000 square feet of warehousing space. And as a result of changing and moving operations, we're going to be able to streamline some of our operations. It's a good hard pour I hear in the background. Yeah. Yeah, you Uh, do. Bottling returned to FX Matt Brewery, uh, Brewery after one month. Also, uh, Bob Hoskins is the greatest Mario, and I'll die on this hill. You can't convince me otherwise. Bob I mean, Hoskins is the greatest at any role. It's true. I'm not going to argue with that. Bob Hoskins was a gut was a was a was a net was a treasure. He, is he was me. I was about to say national. I was like, wait, no, Hoskins <laughs> from global. Shmee, uh, shmee's me. So there is a uh, 
there's a bit here that I did forget to get into the episode. Uh, something I read across adding into the level, like we should know about them. They do contract brewing for other breweries. Of course they do. This uh, may be the meat and potatoes of why we, in all honesty, why we don't know them. Because their numbers for contract brewing may be counted under their own numbers and not under that other brewery. Yeah, that's uh, like locally. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest by volume brewers locally, I won't name, uh, it's just easy to pick out from the packaging, do just like an absurd amount of contract. Like nobody buys their branded beer. But their absolute metric ton of contract brewing they do, yeah, they they crank out a lot of beer. They do, uh, let's see, in the 70s they did Billy Beer. Uh, oh, wow. They do, uh, for, they, they, one thing we'll confirm is they, uh, uh, let's see, 80s they bring account for New Amsterdam, Amber Beer, Pete's Wicked, Brooklyn Lager. Uh, oh, Pete's Wicked's a big one. Yeah, up, up there at least. Yeah, uh, Newsman Al- uh, Albany Amber, uh, Dock Street Amber, Blue Moon, back when it was, uh, and old, old Hirich. Uh But they do not release. They do not tell anyone now what kind of contract brewing they're doing. Well, not for a current contract, no. But uh, they, had, they have an odd history with. Uh, uh, well, not odd, but they had a. a I didn't really get too much into it in this, but like Brooklyn Brewing and them had a had a strong connection, contract brewing, but also uh, like with some GABF stuff. Okay, sweet. If it's true, if it's true, if any of this can actually be believed, or are we just being gaslit? I mean, I yes. you know we know we know some mats. Maybe they made up this whole whole story. Could be. It's AI. But AI tells us that Matt Brewing has a few beers they are particularly proud of, mostly in their Sarnak line. Their, their oldest brand is the Utica Club, which was brewing before and after Prohibition. Matt Brewing also claims to have made the very first variety pack of beer. Woohoo! Again, on that list of things that like, we should have known about this before now, they can't be real. <laughs> We have found nowhere to collaborate this as far as the time of the episode's over. As things go with AI, they tend to not back up with sources. We found, we tried to find a few to highlight their collection between the brands, which is probably more detailed than you're going to get on the website, which is supremely helpful, unhelpful in researching this, Bob says. Yeah, let me get into why, like trying to describe what their beers are. They have one sentence describing any any one of their beers and you can't find a single beer they're always in packs a variety pack and i'm looking at this website going this is garbage <laughs> i wonder if they were the ones that made the walmart brand beers oh my god that would make so much sense wouldn't it yeah because it was a variety pack straight out the gate yeah mm-hmm. that could be how they pushed those numbers mm-hmm. oh. we're getting our tinfoil hats on now to get deeper <laughs> into this um, Pellel. So officially, it's an American Pellel, but previously it was an English Pellel. Um, they've converted the beer over to that American style. Uh, they've also dialed up the hop profile, um, adding more focus to the American style hops rather than the English, of course, like Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and Willamette. 
this is, I guess, the uh, the move into the new world of of brewing. Um, hop infusion. Uh, every drop of beer is exposed to their hop slurry as the beer passes from fermentation to aging. They're using torpedoes, right? <laughs> or something very similar like yeah copyright free torpedoes <laughs> except like uh, they they just flat out tell you like hey here's how you torpedo yeah i mean like yeah you can't well i guess you could i mean sierra nevada isn't like process. they're not like oh it's top secret they're like no come look at it we'll tell you all about it you yeah. want to make better beer let me show you how yeah mm-hmm. they're like no the world only gets better the more people that know <laughs> The generic version, I don't know if you can even call it generic, but the version that's sold um, for homebrewers is called the Hop Rocket. <laughs> Hop Rocket. <laughs> I want to ride the Hop Rocket. <laughs> so it'll give you a ride, all right. That's whenever I give like any any tours of breweries, or I'm like, oh, you want to taste the hops? Are you sure you want to taste the hops? <laughs> Are you Brit- putting hop pellets on people's tongues? Brittany, I'm, I'm just helping Brittany, it out what, there. What's the answer to that question? That's a big nope there. No, <laughs> you're a coward. You didn't. You learned a lesson la- last time. I have learned nothing. <laughs> My statement oh, remains. You learned a lesson from her. Well, no, because I also did it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. It, yep. Yeah, but. I will do anything that I think someone else will find funny. So, <laughs> Dance Monkey. Yes, that is my role in this show. Sarnax Pale L Foundation was built on the tried and true English varieties, Golding and Fuggles. They have brightened the Pale L with the three C hops um, that focus on Citra being the strongest and the Cascade and Chinook being backup dancers. Then they bridge the old world and the new world with uh, two very distinctive uh, hops, Brambling Cross and Jester, both descendants of English and North American varieties. So I was kind of thankful that Beer Advocate still had some stuff from like, I'm assuming their old format of their their website because the new one made everything impossible to find. So you're mm. kind of working with what I could find on like Beer Advocate and similar sites. Gotcha. Next up is their Sarnak White IPA. Um, they say it was a tasty, innovative tweet, tweet, twist. What a twist on a traditional tweet. On a traditional IPA, taking a delicious American IPA, bursting with citra hops, and giving it a whole new direction by adding the refreshing fruitiness of orange peel and coriander and the softening characters of wheat, malt, and oats. You'll notice a more complex hop flavor that you've come to expect in their new IPA or in, in an IPA balanced with the extraordinary bright flavor of a wheat beer. Cheers to twisting tradition. They just made blue moon. <laughs> yeah. That's what it sounds like, right? Well, they're like, well, we contract brewed this for a long time. So we just started rebrewing it. And some some different hops, but, but like, they're like, oh it's yeah. Like, orange peel. People like that. Right. I wonder so, if they up the bitterness. Yeah. Sells pretty well, so let's just slap a new label on it and call it something else. They can't prove it. They're thinking here. Uh, here's exactly you know we get a bulk discount on coriander and orange peel. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and use that bulk discount to make a new beer. Mm-hmm. We, we, we got we've got all this coriander and orange peel extract sitting back here. Let's use it. Mm. Utica Club five percent ABV Pell Lager has 137 calories per 12 ounces. Introduced in 19 and 33 in its current uh, current uh, 
iteration, iteration, I guess you could say, because they did it before. I think um, they did it before. That might have been some conflicting sources. So gotcha. Um, at the West End Brewing Company today, known as Matt Brewing Company. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was the first beer officially sold after Prohibition. It is a minor brand in comparison to the brewery's primary line of Sarnak beers. Some of the uh, some affectionately refer to Utica Club as Uncle Charlie and to Utica Club Light as Uncle Charlie Light Lewis. Okay. I guess Lewis for light. Yeah, UCL. Um, That's a, that, were... that is some uh, uh, Cockney rhyming mm. uh, uh, slang kind of there, except it doesn't rhyme. But just like the, yeah. the like Uncle Charlie and Uncle Charlie Lewis. It's like, sure. I could see not? the college kids in Utica stumbling in. Like, I'll take a UCL. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's totally like what that boiled down to. Oh, yeah. it's funny yeah. you mentioned college kids. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> Utica club sales have seen a 9% sales increase from 2004 to 2005. USA Today reported in 2005 the sales increase of beers such as Utica Club and Pabst Blue Ribbon are part of a retro beer trend among younger At drinkers. The times. Look, those 13-year-olds have got to learn to hold it together. <laughs> yeah, I bet you Natty Bo was in that one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at that going like, man, remember that trend? Remember mm. back... Uh, Back when you're just seeing guys like, oh yeah, we get that PBR. You're like, oh, you know nothing about that, Bob. Getting I, I getting that Mickey's, that. those that OE when the when I the remember we were not in a part of the country where PBR was seen as highly um, sought after, mm-hmm. and so even though that one time oh. in college I got a six pack of PBR. I believe it was about as old as you could get beer because yeah. <laughs> nobody had touched that in years. And it's still to this day, I think probably the worst beer I've ever had, but I kept it because we were in a completely dry campus that actually came in and checked your room for, for alcohol. as, as no well as that, alcohol, as well as that worked, you know, you don't know, but uh, we know they at least did not have a hundred percent success rate on finding it. Um, no, no, they did not. Apparently, <laughs> man, all Diet. these Pepsi cans. When did Pepsi start using paper logos that are just scotch taped on? <laughs> this Diet Sprite seems uh, <laughs> seems yeah, awful. Diet Sierra mist with grapefruit, and it That's was it. awful. <laughs> it was very much awful. It sounds it. Oh, you don't know, how especially awful. when you mix it with two fingers tequila. There Everybody's it is. got a tequila story. Oh, that one's mine. That's his. All right. I was a bad roommate. <laughs> Speaking of which, no, no transition. Being a uh, a bad roommate. Being a bad roommate. Bob's got to go. There we go. Sorry, I was like, Drink I don't know what that friend. transition is to. I, I thought <laughs> we we have a new sounder. What are you doing? Oh damn it! What? I just, <laughs> look, it's been a whole quarter. Get off me. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> just a moan is all I got. It, that was a scotchy, scotch, scotch bit. <laughs> Excellent choice. Should be for ninety-five cents. Ah, uh, the sparkling muscatel. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, what are we drinking, guys? Uh, several things. Uh, we started off the night with uh, an Orval. 22, because it was all I could find. Uh, I was kind of sad. I didn't I didn't want a freshie of Orval. 
That was uh, I sent a picture to the group of me trying to pour it, and you couldn't contain the head on the freshie. <laughs> I'm just like it's a science experiment. The yeast is still alive. But yeah, uh, as of recording, we're recording on the March 25th, which is World Orval Day, celebrating uh, the Orval Trappist Brewery. And after our series two years ago, three three years ago, God, two years, years last year was Scotch, so it was the year year prior. Okay, talking about the Trappist Brewery. Anyway, does not seem that long ago. It doesn't, but I just I wanted to help participate and shoot some uh, sales movement their direction because it still makes me sad after we did that. And it's like all the Trappist breweries are closing up and going away. And those beers are delicious. And it's, listen to those episodes. If you're, I don't know if you've just, for some reason, not listened to our Trappist brewery series. Where you been? Yeah. Where you been? Go listen to those. The history behind those breweries and monasteries is amazing. It's super cool. It's also, again, there are no monks anymore. Yeah. They're uh, a dying breed. Me me and Bob definitely got to like flex our history and those somewhere like, no, we're going full full frontal history in these. The, like everyone the sub the subtext of those episodes is uh Napoleon's a dick. Yeah. Well uh it's a theme of history, I uh, well, a certain section well, of <laughs> It Every, goes along with the overarching theme of God, white people. Too. It goes along with uh, Napoleon's a dick, and don't build your monastery on the French-Austrian border. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so, so Orval, and then, uh, it 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 doing it for you. It getting you there. Yeah, uh, delicious, amazing as always. Uh, that's where where we started, and then uh, dove into because it's box season. And so a bit of local uh, goings on. Um, the uh, the local box that's always made, for some reason, escapes my mind. It's usually made by Christian Moorline, but the company has been changing hands. So the Emancipator was their mm-hmm. usual box. It's been for like twenty years. Every every season they do a box. wasn't around this year, so Mad Tree picked it up and did Gutenbach. This is a great can art i have to say like oh my gosh yeah. it's great uh cincinnati if you didn't know massive bock town it's like this city just went no it's a it's a rather unliked style of beer they're like we're gonna make it our biggest thing this this i was gonna say like nowhere else in the world are you gonna find a bock fest i don't think you'll find one of those in germany no uh, Bocktown uh got it going on cincinnati home to the world's largest bock beer festival mm, yeah but yeah, uh, so that was good, and then I even moved on after that to, I don't know, this old half acre beer, the magic power that's been rotting in my fridge where good beer goes to die. Uh, just picturing He Man at this point, going, "I have the power." I mean, I could also gloat and be like, "Well, at brunch, I had, you know." Yeah, look, we. You've done enough flexing about brunch. Oh, at brunch, I had a chemtrail mix. Oh, yeah, delicious. yeah, yeah. He's calling it brunch. This was like 1.30 in the afternoon. Isn't that when brunch happens? No. Brunch happened like at 11. It's like 11 brunch can't, brunch can't happen after lunch is normal time. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> well, that that is the tail drunk, end of lunchtime. Then I'm just a drunk asshole in the afternoon. Well, 
She's like, well, it's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, you, you said things. I don't know. Well, fine. Bob, what were you drinking? Uh, well, I had went out to go buy some drinking beer uh, for the fridge. Uh, so grabbing just some some old favorites. Uh, As opposed to his rubbing beer that he rubs on himself. Mm. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Mm. And uh, I grabbed uh, some Abita Purple Haze. Oh. I was expecting to be transported to a magical place, as I remember Abita the last time I had it. It's fine. I had too I had too high of expectations. What's that born on date? That's also a good question. <laughs> uh, I I can't see it right now on the bottle, and I don't really want to. That's a sign. To... Uh, it's a sign that I have had like three of those, and then I, when as we were discussing what we were drinking, I had remembered I had to go run off and grab one of the Baba variants I kept. This one was for Daddy. Mm. The uh, peanut butter banana Baba. Oh, oh God! <laughs> yeah, no, that's all for me. You don't get any. Uh, it is, it is great. It is peanut butter, um, jelly. No, and banana. But actually, there's a there's a nice little bit of banana. And I remember asking uh, the brewer, like, how did you get that much banana in there?" He's like, "Just, just a rainforest of banana went into that." <laughs> <laughs> rainforest of banana. I'm like, all right. He's like, yeah. You just, it's like my 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 uh, recipe, like the recipe I would give you guys for how to make a, a cheddar bay biscuit from Red Lobster, where it's like, oh, just put enough, you know, just keep adding garlic butter, and then when you think you've had enough, add like four more cups. <laughs> Sounds that's right that, that's that's essentially the idea for these bananas. What's the longest you think that anybody's door dashed? Like the furthest location. <laughs> Casey is now trying to get Cheddar Bay Biscuits. The nearest Red Lobster being like 200 miles away. You realize you can get them frozen, right, Casey? Or you can, they, they sell what? mix. There's no way yeah. they taste the same. Yeah. They sell them frozen. They sell I've them frozen. And the I frozen. Think, you can I think buy you, the mix too, actually. Yeah, you can just get like boxes of mix. So, so I've made the mix. The mix is not the same. Yeah, you don't fair. need the mix. You can just make a make a a, a a regular biscuit, and then just add just a boatload of cheddar, more garlic than than God than God <laughs> intended to be on this planet, and then like ev- enough butter that it must have come from every cow that has ever existed and ever will exist. So and that's going to get you your roughly your batch of. We've had a lot of asides, and I just have to add another one. If Brittany remembers when uh, a friend of ours that we went to, uh, well, we didn't go to his place for New Year's Eve. He was at a place and brought a girlfriend who worked at a Red Lobster and, like, sniped the recipe for the biscuits and made a bunch at home and brought with her. And I was just, like, the whole time I was like, yeah, I've dated people for far less. <laughs> like knowing how to make cheddar bay biscuits, it's like, yeah, really that that skill will carry the relationship for just a little while. <laughs> and it did, and actually, that, <laughs> yeah, that person they are no longer together. Uh, I will also say because I, I, I didn't mention it, but uh, uh, the Baba comes from Ethereal Brewing. Yes, yeah, delicious. Yeah, maybe someone doesn't, you know, not from. Not from Kentucky or nearby, and went. Oh, 
where is this delicious thing? It, oh my God. Imagine Baba, but also you add peanut butter and banana. And that's what you get. And it, all of those flavors are delicious. I mean, Ethereal's number one on the list. Uh, the Cincinnati Beer Group. Uh, someone was like, I'm going to be in Lexington. The brewery shit up. And it's like <laughs> suddenly 400 people jump in. And it's just like, Ethereal, 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 Ethereal. Ethereal. They do great stouts. They do great uh, sours. Like, I had to be the they, one who stepped in and be like, not beer, but you should try out Void. Also true. That said, a lot of people, you know, there's some crossover between the two. A, a little bit. <laughs> it's like uh, like a two-thirds crossover. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Casey, what are you drinking? I made myself a little slimming and slime slooper. I don't like any uh, of those words. I was just like, is, is he slurring? And like you said, he was going to be pouring heavy. I was like, are we having a repeat of the bourbon episode? Uh, it is a whiskey sour made with slimmon and slime juice. So I say uh, that because they I'm picturing call them you, super I'm pic- lemon. Mm-hmm. So slime juice is just making me think that you have grabbed Slimer from Ghostbusters <laughs> and are squeezing him to get the juices out. I don't I don't want to know what you're squeezing on him to get these juices. I don't want to know what these juices are. I, I'm picturing you grab him so, like whole and you just twist until he becomes grabbing, like thin. You're like, grabbing like Slimer a, a whole washcloth. with both hands. Like a washcloth, and, and exactly. You're, you're, you're giving you're, it a, you're just, a twist. You're just, just twisting a, right towards... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus like I hate you guys so much. <laughs> and yet you came back for us to continue another yeah. year of this. I, I thought it would get better. You they married one better. of them. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyway, Casey, I'm sorry. I'm a monster. No. What, what is slime and juice? I'm the I'm the one getting in there with both hands and twisting. <laughs> Um, super lemon and super lime juice. So there is an issue, and Bob, you you will probably be astutely um, uh, used to this or know knowledgeable of this. You make lemon juice and let it sit for more than twenty four hours. Nope, it tastes bitter. Like yeah, what? I was oh, just yeah. like yeah, um, just like no, don't want it. Yep. So um, the the reason is there are three acids inside of of lemon juice and lime juice to some extent that that make up the flavor and one of them oxidizes the other two malic and citric acid are are really the ones that pull the flavor um but that third acid will oxidize and it and it takes that bitter flavor when it oxidizes so you fresh lime juice tastes good 12 hour lime juice is is absolutely a horrible mess so I have been researching this method that was created by a bartender actually in Louisville. And we need to go to his, his like dive bar at some point, um, like even go just a weekend and go say, Hey, uh, because he created this super lemon and super lime juice that gets rid of this problem problem while also keeping the, um, the flavor. But more importantly, you can make like six times more lime juice with the same amount of limes. That's so, yeah so what you do is you peel the lemon or lime whichever you're looking for you peel it and zest it more or less 
the whole thing with a vegetable peeler. So you get the whole, the whole lime has to be peeled basically. And you take that oh. lime zest and I was and, a fan of um, Zestin. <laughs> yep. You take that and you soak it in, not in any liquid, you soak it in citric acid and malic acid powders, just the straight mm. powder from those two acids. You let that sit and it starts to pull out the liquid and the oils from inside the actual um, fruit and creates what would they call a um, it's sort of like an oleosaccharide if you're in fancy cooking, but this one's like an acid uh, version of that. Mix that with water, blend it up, let it sit for a day to extract all the flavor and then strain it. And you've got lemon or lime juice that lasts for over a month. Yeah. So wow. I'm running trials right now at the brewery because I don't want my people having to juice limes every single day. Um, <coughs> no one wants that. That isn't it like a that's part of the like theater of it. It's like when you're going and you're at you're somewhere slapping the mint. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. Like we are getting these drinks to get that that little bit of it. You want to see them actually like squeezing and juicing stuff. When I bartended, I loved nothing more than getting behind a wall where no one could see me and just making the drink as quick, fast, and dirty as possible. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a, I had a restaurant to get to get their drinks to. I did not have time if for I'm, theater. If I was sitting at that bar and someone just stepped behind a wall, I would assume they're stirring it with their dick. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> mean, meanwhile in Utah, that used to be the law. Might still be. <laughs> That you had to go behind, oh, yes, oh, behind yeah, the wall, yeah, not yeah. stir it with your oh, I was like, <laughs> whoa, did Utah just suddenly get like really cool? It's like a different <laughs> cocktail mean a different one. thing in Utah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the law anymore because when we went, I remember like getting a mixed drink poured out in front. But we also went to a restaurant that I feel had been their bar was built before that law changed. And it wasn't an old restaurant. Like it was a fairly new construction. So it's been in the last like 15 years, maybe. Um, but they still went behind the wall to mix it because that was just the way theirs were. Kind of like you had that little cubby over to the, to your left at the bar, yes. at Red Lobster. Yeah. They would have one like that, that they just walked into to make the drink and then come back out. I mean, th the other thing too, is I just, uh, <laughs> when I would do a closing shift, it's like you there, pretty girl bartender, you go deal with the customers. I will handle the well. We make more what? tips this way. Why? You are bait, and you will make you will make us money. You will split <laughs> these tips, and you will do less work. And I'll even walk your food for you. You just sit there, talk to people. You're like, I'll get them drunk. You do the thing I can't do. Exactly. Talk to <laughs> See, Casey, um, what's up? <laughs> hey, I would have done the same thing. As much as I'm that fake, uh, fake extrovert. So I've learned just as much in our what we're drinking as I did in our episode. Like this was <laughs> very informative time back. I learned that I don't have an egg in the house. No, to make the good frothy. Oh, that was one sour. of the best whiskey sour. By the no. way, Casey, I don't know if you saw in the 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 doc. I've renamed this whiskey sour. I have not. The uh, slipping, sliding, slurper whiskey sl set. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, made with uh, made with Crown Royal bourbon mash because I was almost out of that one, and so I wanted to get rid of it. The Hanukkah of bourbon mashes. 
lasted for oh, eight. Oh, the reason, the reason for the egg. Although it would have been nice to have it for a, a whiskey sour. The reason for the egg, though, was a um, cheddar bay biscuits. Mm. I was going to make some, we but I have go, no egg. Mm. That was more of a, a hmm of recognition, not a hmm of approval. <laughs> I won't eat those anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. you have a reason. You would <laughs> those think- are those were emergency. I I am working a double shift. There's no, and I didn't take a lunch foods. See, I don't have that. Like I worked at McDonald's for quite a while, and I don't have any aversion to McDonald's food. I'm still like, mm. yeah, give me. I'm I'm fat. Give me a double quarter pounder and some nuggets. <laughs> that was lunch today for me. I whereas like I after five years of working there, like I don't want the mayonnaise there anymore. Look, you had a different experience there. I was there with uh, a mutual friend who like we worked the overnight and had a habit of taking all the, uh, unpicked up food that just sat in the, like it was in the thing where we should have, it should have been handed off to a customer, but never was. And there would just be like this backlog of sandwiches from like the past two hours. And our mutual friend and I would just make awful concoctions out of that. You made the McGangbang. The, the McGangbang, the McLand Aaron C. That's when we're just like, all right, we're just going to start stacking these things. And Can you get the Land Aaron C now? Yeah. Depend, you, anytime you can. Like, they have the fish sandwich, chicken sandwich, and obviously burgers constantly. Oh, okay. Like yeah, that is Airland and C. Yeah, like I didn't know if it was something that they like now promoted somewhat. No, they don't promote like, it, but I like, think for a minute they were like, "Oh, look!" But it just a you know for a hot minute they're like our it. secret menu. It's not secret at all. Yeah. Basically, Indeed. just go. Yeah, you're never. Don't try and order it. Don't be that asshole. Just get the separate sandwiches. Throw the extra bread away and assemble it yourself. Uh, all right, we we I'm have way over. Yeah, we, we need to fun. stop. Uh, today, I wrote the episode. I used sources from uh, Beer Advocate, uh, Wiki- Wikipedia. Honestly, the best source we had. <laughs> uh, uh, NewYorkHistory.org. Uh, uh, their actual website. Not called Matt Brewing Company. Uh, Saranac.com. I continue to maintain I that this is all you, like, like, like two weeks ago. We found mattbrewing.com and we were all staring no at it. Like all four of us were on that website. <laughs> and uh, craftbeerclub.com. But yeah, that, that's what helped us get through this episode. We're all being gaslit. <laughs> and they, these people are responsible. Matt Brewing is not real. <laughs> Matt Brewing can't melt steel real. beams. Uh. Sarah Neck. I don't know why I misspelled that. Oh, well. Um, I feel like if I do a who is, it'll be like, oh, domain was purchased last week. <laughs> <laughs> and it could very well be a, like, a, oh, did, they just renewed last week, but... It did feel like a Squarespace site. <laughs> did they renew last week? Um... <laughs> Oh, well, created in 1995? What? Stop lying to me. <laughs> 95! They've covered their tracks so well. Last update was... It goes all the way to the top. 2021. 
There's a, there's only one explanation. Time travelers. Someone heard this episode, got access at some point to a device that lets them travel backwards in time. And yep. they have set this entire thing up. It's a bootstrap paradox, I understand, but here we are. And Casey, why don't you tell us about where you can get some resources, like the things I discussed a few minutes ago before we went into time travel. As a matter of fact, you can at haveadrinkshow.com or follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media. Social media. Social. And me. Oh, God, we're going to be slurring our words. Uh, yeah, and you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email, email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or use the feedback page on the website. Uh, carrier pigeons uh, have been uh, re-allowed in my apartment complex, so you can send those if you'd wish. Uh, or, you know, scream loudly into the abyss. I am there with you. I can hear you. All joking and fun aside, we'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly, even when we are on hiatus and gone for months on end. That doesn't mean it's your opportunity to go nuts. Uh, God, did we go nuts in just this episode, by the way? A little bit. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it was a lot expected. of pent up drinking. I mean, I've just been like random drinking while painting, which leads to other things, but. <laughs> it's this iron is- crosses just kept popping up in your child's bedroom man <laughs> it's our bedroom actually but yeah painting Sorry. them over not painting them <laughs> like three coats man <laughs> of purple for that matter like which I, I have dubbed uh no going back purple because you go that purple the, there's no primer covering that back up yeah you can get out Black. of your pairs. All right. Get us out of here. The street, street view of uh, <laughs> Matt Brewing Company. <laughs> it's interesting. All right. Uh, check us out in, in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And remember to check out our, our not live episode. You know what? Whatever. I haven't rewritten this in, in ages. That's not the point. Need to rewrite. We're drunk yeah. to tape this for, for the time being. Yeah. So that's uh, the new slogan. We're drunk to tape. Drunk to tape. <laughs> there we go. Uh, art incoming. Um, so no matter what the, the day and time of publishing and, and such, go to Patreon. Please support us. That'd be great. Also, uh, com. We do have updated merchandise. Matt right. Brewing stuff will be in there. I kind of want to upload the logo on us. No, the, the we need to go made. deep now. If Matt Brewing can exist, so can the ladders. <laughs> yeah, we there should, we go. We should make some more stuff for that. Um, Just, like a whole, like a, a backstory. Like, okay, that's fully it's, that's on a side note. Anyway, once again, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> once again, oh shit. Hold on. That is the slogan <laughs> of Matt Brewing Company. <laughs> again, oh shit. Oh shit, we gotta go update that. Change okay. it, I said something. Once again, I'm Brittany Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>